You are listening to the Embassy Church Podcast, and here is today's message. Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for showing up and changing lives and speaking to hearts. God, we're here because we need a word from you. We're here because we want to hear you speak. We're here because you're our life. You're our breath. You're what sustains us. You are everything to us. So Father, move. Move among us, Father. Speak to our hearts. Let us know your love. Let us know your goodness, your peace. Let us know your holiness. God, we're looking to you. Because we know that one word from you changes everything. It changes everything. Father, thank you. We just look to you. Do what only you can do. In Jesus' name. Well, I said it in the first service. As I was praying this morning, I heard I heard the Spirit of the Lord say that this morning, today. Uh, that a shift is taking place in the spirit realm, in the heavenlies, a shift has taken place over our lives, over our city's lives, a shift has taken place. And then I, and then I heard him say that, that over us, there are doors that are being open to us, doors that haven't been opened before, doors in the heavens doors that nobody can shut and I said what kind of you know what's behind the doors and he said the supernatural I'm opening up doors to the supernatural things are being released and so I believe that I believe that there's a shift that's taking place not only in the heavenlies not only in the atmosphere but in our hearts and in our lives this morning. So I want to go to Joshua 22. We'll start there. In Joshua, um, if you go back, back to the beginning, um, Moses led the people, led the Israelites out of Egypt. And he led them out of Egypt and he was to take them to the promised land. And of course, they didn't make it there. Um, 
in Moses' lifetime. And so Moses passes away. Joshua rises up and he begins to lead the people into the promised land. And as he's leading them into the promised land, they go to war. They're, um, you know, they're taking new territory, taking ground, but God is in the middle fighting their battles for them. And they are just like victory after victory after victory. And they're just taking possession. Like, you know, they're, they're getting it. So in Joshua 22, what we have here is they have been kind of dividing up the land. And so they, you know, this tribe can have, this tribe of Israel can have this portion of the land and you can have that, go live there, go settle there. And so that's kind of what's going on. And so in 22 verse one, it says, then Joshua called together the tribes of Reuben, Gad and half the tribe of Manasseh. He told them, you have done as Moses, the servant of the Lord has commanded you and you have obeyed every order I have given you. During all this time, you have not deserted the other tribes. You have been very careful to obey the commands of the Lord your God right up until the present day. And now the Lord your God has given the other tribes rest as he promised them. So go back home to the land that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you as your possession on the east side of the Jordan River. But be very careful to obey all the commands and the instructions that Moses gave to you. Love the Lord your God. Walk in all his ways. Obey his commands and hold firmly to him and serve him with all your heart and all of your soul. And Joshua blessed them and sent them on their way. So Joshua tells them in this one, he says, okay, be careful that you follow these five things. Make sure that you follow them. And he says, love the Lord your God. Make sure that, make sure that you're checking your heart. Make sure that you're after. Make sure that you are loving the Lord your God. And he says, walk in his ways. He's going to tell you to do some things. There's some things he's going to say for you to do. Follow them. That's your best bet is to walk in them. Because the ways that he has for you, they're for good. So walk in those ways. And then he says, obey his commands. Follow the instructions of the Lord. And he says, hold firmly to him. In other words, there might be some hard times that come there might be some circumstances there might be some battles there might be times where you can't see your way out what you're gonna need to do is hold on to him because he'll get you out he'll get you through and he says and then serve him with all of your heart and all of your soul serve him so when you go to work even though it seems mundane i'm just at work serve him god why am i here what do you want me to do in this moment right now i live and breathe to serve you what is it that you want if you go to school serve them there if you're at home serve them there serve them however you can serve him with all of your heart and all of your soul and then we go to joshua 23 and at the beginning of Joshua 23, we just read Joshua 22. At the beginning of Joshua 23, it says, and many years have passed. So quite a long time has passed from one chapter to the next. And it says Joshua is old in age, meaning he's, he's going to pass soon. He's led people into many victories, but his, his, his time is coming where he's going to pass. And so he brings people to him and he begins to give them kind of instructions before I go. This is what you should know. And so he says this to them in verse nine, he says, for the Lord has driven out great and powerful nations for you and no one 
has been able to defeat you. Each one of you will put to flight a thousand of the enemy, for the Lord your God fights for you, just as he promised. So be very careful to love the Lord your God. In this moment, Joshua is saying, don't forget. Don't forget, God fought for you. That the battles that you went into, sure, you were in battle, you were dressed for battle, you were ready for battle, but understand this, it was God. It was always God. Don't forget this. Don't forget this. Don't forget that when you go ahead and, and I'm not here to remind you, it's God that fights your battles. He's in the middle of everything. And then in verse 12, he says, well, verse 11, he says, be very careful to love the Lord your God. And I thought, when I was reading that, how interesting. He says, be careful to love the Lord. In other words, it might be easy for our attention or maybe our love to go elsewhere. Or maybe we get just the mundane. He says, hey, be careful. Check your heart. It's important. And then in verse 12, it says, but if you turn away from him and you cling to the customs of the survivors of these nations remaining among you. And the words that jumped out as I was reading us, if you cling to the customs of the survivors. He says, be careful to love the Lord your God, but don't cling to the customs of the survivors. And I thought about that, and I thought about the times that we're in the customs of, of, of the survivors. What is that? And, and the, I asked the Lord, what customs are you referring to? And he said, there's a few different ones that people go to in the middle of, of chaos, in the middle of trying to, to, to figure out what's going on around them, in the middle of unknowns. And he says, oftentimes what happens in the middle of or their customs that they go back to is what they were comfortable with. It's what was, that's what I know, that's what I'm comfortable with, that's what feels safe. He says, I'm not in that. Do not cling to those old customs, to the way that things used to be done. Don't cling to that. That when it gets scary, remember Joshua shows up and says, remember, it was God that fights your battles. He was there all the time. So even when you get scared, you don't need to go back to the place where you hold on to what was. Even if it was good, don't hold on to what was. And then the other one he showed me was that when times get tough, we go back to what our flesh wants. Things that God delivered us from, things that he saved us, we wanna go back to that place. He says, don't cling to that. Don't cling to that place. He says, as the spirit of the world 
It's the flesh and it's at war with God. In Ephesians 2, it says, verse 2, it says, it wasn't that long ago that you lived in the religion, that you lived in the customs, and that you lived in the values of the world, obeying the dark ruler of the earthly realm who fills the atmosphere with authority. God says, don't go back to that place. You go back to that place because you think there's fulfillment there. There's not fulfillment there. There's only hurt there. Don't cling to that place. Don't hold on to that place. I set you free from that place. Don't go there. And then in Romans it says, in fact, the mindset focused on the flesh fights God's plan and refuses to submit to, its, to his direction because it cannot. He says, you're clinging to that place. It fights the plan of God. He says, I've got good plans for you. Don't cling to this place. And the other one he showed me is that when, when chaos breaks out, when, when things are happening, especially right now in our world that's going on, when there's just so much turmoil going on, is that we begin to look for what people are doing. What are the customs of the world? That's how they're coping. That's how they're getting by. Maybe if I just do that, he says, no, don't cling to that. I'm not in that. Hold on to me. Like Joshua instructed them, he says, cling to God. I'll get you through. I know you can't see your way out of this, but I can see. I can see. Cling to me. Don't cling to the customs of the world. Then he took me to Hosea. Hosea is an amazing chapter, but it's, it's an interesting chapter to read. Um, chapter book, excuse me. Hosea is, is a book about a prophet who God instructed to marry a prostitute and to love her. And, and Hosea did. He loved her and he took care of her, but she just kept going back. She kept going back to that lifestyle, going back to that place. And he'd go get her and she'd go back. And it's a parallel between Hosea and his wife that kept going back to prostitution, but God and his people. Just keep, keep going back. And so God's speaking in Hosea chapter 2, and it says this, verse 5, Their mother is a shameless prostitute and became pregnant in a shameful way. And she said, I will run after other lovers and I will sell myself to them for food and water and for clothing of wool and linen and for olive oil and drinks. I'll, I'll go running after. I'll, I'll go get what I, what I need to get from someplace else. I'm feeling alone again. I'm feeling scared again. I'm, I'm feeling whatever I'm feeling. I'm going to go back and I can just try and take care of myself. And then in verse 8, God says this, She doesn't realize it was I who gave her everything she has. The grain, the new wine, the olive oil. He says, 
I even gave her the silver and gold. But she gave all my gifts to Baal. And I'm sitting there, and I'm reading this, and I become undone in this moment as I recognize, like, you know, those moments where your life flashes before your eyes, and, and I come into this moment and I realize that my whole life, and I know this is something we say, but just for a moment, just follow me, my whole life, he shows me every moment, every brokenness, every circumstance, every storm, everything I didn't think I'd get out of, every pain, every hurt, you too, all the things that you've gone through in your life, he was there. And he said, you're still standing because I was there. You're here because I was there. And I thought about this church, 30 some years, it's been open. And many times, it's almost closed down. <laughs> Crazy battles, lawsuits, I mean things. <laughs> Where you think, man, I don't know. <laughs> and I know every, you know, there's many churches that have gone through the same thing, but, but you, you're like, I don't know, you know? God's like, that was me. That was me. You're still here because that was me. And I saw sometimes that we just kind of flippantly forget that he was there. We, we forget it. And I just saw it in this moment of, of her going back. Gomar was her name, the prostitute. Going back to what was, clinging to what was. I have to do it on my own. I'm not sure. I don't even know. I, I don't know if this is going to work out. He says, I was there. She's not even recognizing that every moment, every part of her life, everything she needed to be provided for, it was me. And he says in verse 13, when she put on her earrings and her jewels and she went out to look for her lovers, he says, but she forgot all about me. She forgot all about me. I think Joshua, that's why he's warning them. He says, guys, recognize that every battle, every, every moment of your, of your life, everything that we did, everything we've accomplished, the good, the bad, all of it, it was him. He was there. Don't forget about him. Don't forget about him. And I was just undone in this moment to recognize that even right now, whatever it is that you're going for, going through, he's right with you right now, fighting battles, things that you don't even see. Sometimes like that song says, even when I can't see, he's working. In this moment, he is fighting things you don't even know he's fighting to get you to where you need to go right now, with you, this moment. You don't, need to, you don't need to cling to things. You don't need to hold on to the past. You don't need to go back to those places. You don't need to do it. He says, don't do it. Don't do it. And then he said to me, my... My people don't see themselves right. 
He says they see themselves as survivors. That they're just surviving day to day. I just got to get through the day. I just, I just got to survive this moment. I, I just got to survive this month. I just got to survive the virus. I just, I just got to survive. He says, no, you're not getting it. You're not a survivor. You're an overcomer. I've made you to overcome, not just survive. But clinging to customs of survivors, just get by, just make it. No, he says, I called you for greater, I called you for more. The verse goes on in verse 13 says, he says, if you cling to the customs of the survivors, he says, they will be a snare and a trap to you, a whip for your backs, thorny brambles in your eyes, and you will vanish from the good land that the Lord has given you. He says, if you, if you hold on to those things, it'll trap you. It's a trap. He's like giving you some good insider information here. It's a trap. <laughs> Don't step that way. You think, it's, you think you're holding on because you're scared and it's comfortable and you'll be safe there. He says, you're, there's no safety there. You're not going to be safe there. It's a trap. It's a trap to steal from you. It's a trap to take from you. It's a trap to hold you back. It's a trap. And what does he say at the end of the verse? that you will vanish from this good land that the Lord has given you. Even the possessions that he has given you, the ground that he has taken, he says, if, if you keep holding onto the custom, you'll even lose the ground that he's given you. It's a trap. And he showed me this picture and it's an old story. It's a, it's a fable of an eagle and a chicken eagles and chickens and there's this little eagle who falls from a nest and a farmer a chicken farmer finds this eagle he doesn't really know what to do with him kind of mends him back to health and then he raises him with the chickens and so this eagle only knows chicken things it talks like a chicken we discussed this in the first service I still don't know what a chicken talks like but it sounds, there we go, it sounds like a chicken. It looks, or it acts like a chicken. It walks like a chicken. It pecks the ground like a chicken. It does chicken things. It doesn't fly. It just stays on the ground. It stays on that level. Doing chicken things. And so this one time this man comes and he's looking at the chickens and he sees this great, big, beautiful eagle. And he says to the chicken farmer, why is this eagle among the chickens? He says, well, he fell from his nest, I raised him, but all he knows is chicken things. So this man says, it shouldn't be, should it be? So he picked up the eagle and he puts him on a post and he says to the eagle, fly, fly. And the eagle keeps looking down at the chickens like, I don't, I just want to be back down there with them. I, and he keeps coming back and he keeps putting him on the post. Okay, spread your fly. 
And the eagle keeps looking back at the chickens. And so the man comes one day and he takes the eagle and he takes him up to the top of a mountain. He can't see the chickens anywhere. And he holds them up in the air. And suddenly something inside of that eagle, something familiar, suddenly what his purpose was begins to well up on the inside of him. Wait a minute. This seems like something I was born for. And so the eagle begins to spread his wings. And he begins, he begins to flap his wings. And suddenly he begins to fly. He was born for more. He was born to fly over it, not stay under. Not a chicken, an eagle. But they had to get him out of the place of looking at the chickens. They had to get him from a place where he had new perspective, where he could see differently, where suddenly as he began to see differently, he wasn't holding on to what was, he wasn't looking at old ways, holding on to old customs. Suddenly he's seeing something new, something, he, he, his eyes begin to see a world around him that he could take. But they had to get him out of the place, out of the old perspective. And like, I felt like that was an invitation. It's what God's inviting us to, listen. Don't cling to these. I've got new perspective for you. Don't cling to this. You were born for more. You're not a survivor. You're an overcomer. And then in verse 14, Joshua says, So I will die, soon I will die, going the way of everything on earth. And he says, Deep in your hearts you know that every promise of the Lord your God has come true. Not a single one has failed. Not a single one has failed. God doesn't fail. God doesn't fail. You can cling to him. He doesn't fail. You can hold on to him. You can rest in him. Some of you are carrying things that are so heavy. Burdens you think you're trying to fix on your own. Mind is turning all night long trying to figure it out. How am I going to? He says, you don't, you don't even need to do that. You, you can rest. There is a place that you can come to, the rest of God. It's the rest of God. He says, you can just hold on to me and understand that I will get you through. I don't fail. I don't fail. You cling to me, you won't fail. 
Praise and worship team, you can come. And then he took me back to Joshua 21. And I felt this over us and over our body to declare it over us. It says in verse 43, it says, So the Lord gave to Israel all the land that he had sworn to give their ancestors, and they took possession of it and they settled there. And the Lord gave them rest on every side. That the Lord gives you rest on every side. That there are those that, I, I, don't know, I don't know what you're battling. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what it is. Here and online, I don't know. But I want you to hear the Lord in this moment. You do not need to go back to what was. You don't need to hold on to it. You can let go. understand that I have been with you every moment and he says and today I give you rest on every side those things that you carry rest on every side those things that you're worried about rest on every side those things that keep you up at night rest on every side those battles that you've, that you've been battling on your own. He says, rest on every side. He says, just as he solemnly promised their ancestors, none of their enemies could stand against them, for the Lord helped them conquer all their enemies. None, none of your enemies, none of those things, whatever the enemy is trying to do to take you out. None of them will stand. He says, for the Lord helped them conquer all their enemies. He says, I show up in this moment as your helper. And then for some, he's releasing strategies. Strategies. The wisdom of heaven is being released. Strategies. have those words of that song rolling around in my in my head I don't fight this battle with the strength of my own hands you're the mountain mover only you can some of you feel like you're up against it he says it's my strength it's me it's me you just hold on to me Strategy is being released. 
Thank you, Jesus. And I just hear him saying, call to me and I will answer you. Call to me and I will answer you. I'll show you great and mighty things. Call to me and I'll answer you. It's the release, it's the release of strategy right now. Call to me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things. And then verse 45, he says, not a single one of all of the good promises the Lord has given to the family of Israel was left unfulfilled. Everything he had spoken came true. Not a single thing. You know what that means? Not even once. Not even a little bit. Everything God spoke, he did. Every single time. Like a hundred percent. And I speak that over you. Every single thing. Some of you feel hopeless. Some of you feel like, like you, you are a failure and you have not made it. And it's just time for you to give up and get out. He says, no, the promises that I have for you are yes and amen. He says, not a single thing. Not one time have I failed. I will not fail now. Your time is not up. You have not disqualified yourself. And the enemy has not won. And the enemy has not won. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I just thank you, Jesus, that destinies are being unlocked in the hearts of people. Where disappointment has gone to lock it up, destiny has come to open it up. And I just speak release. I speak release into people's lives today of, of the things that have held them back. I, I speak release of the things that have caused them to hold on to old things, old ways, old customs, old religions, all the things that have kept them back. I speak release right now in the name of Jesus. I speak to the enemy that is that is cause some to be held up in bondage. I say, loose him, let him go. Loose him, let him go. Go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for healing bomb, healing bomb. Going into every area, every wound, every painful memory, every bitter mistake, 
your healing is flowing to right now. You bind up the broken heart. You bind up every wound. And I just, I just see cleansing, 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 cleansing. I just, I have, I see this picture of, of someone that's just wounded, just like battle scarred and bruised and bleeding and just infection and all the things like can't even, can barely move, can barely, can barely, I, I can't even move, just laying there. And I see Jesus and he's got, he's got a cloth and he's, he's cleansing He's cleansing the wounds, bandaging them up, cleansing you right now, bandaging you up, speaking over you. Huh. You know what he's speaking over you? You're my warrior. You're my warrior. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So, Father, I just thank you so much for your incredible love. And, Father, I ask that as we go, as we go this morning, that, Father, your wrap-around presence would be with us, that your love would be so present, so present, so prevalent that we would be so aware of your presence. And Father, that there is a hunger in all of us that is rising up for the deep things of the Spirit of God. And Father, wherever we turn from the left to the right, that we run into you. And that we let go of those things that we clung on to. And we make the shift this morning to hold on to you. And Father, let us see in every moment of our life the good, the bad, the ugly, the painful things. God, let us see you in the middle of it. Holding us, walking with us, protecting us. there you were always there and you'll always be there I just thank you for your breath in this place breathe into us in Jesus name for more information about Embassy Church visit our website at embassychurch.ca